going on, everybody? This is Party Card Sports Disc Golf Edition. Back again another week. Back Nate. at it again. Nate, how you doing? You know, I'm doing really good. I'm still getting used to the new surroundings. We had a lot of changes here. New studio, new itty bitty little table. Itty bitty little working space. Yeah. Tiny working space. We're going to make it work. If you hear a little bit of, you know, knocking around, some cords hitting the table, a little bit of every now and then. I don't apologize because we're not professionals. This is not my job. I'll I don't I'll care. Apologize for him. Yeah, you go ahead and do that. But we'll make it work, and we're going to get better again like we did the first time when we started. Yes. This is basically started from scratch. We don't even know how this sounds in this room. Not a clue yet. We're kind of just winging it. We could be echoing like crazy. We wouldn't even know it. Nope. And you know what? We're still going to post it. Yes, sir. And we'll just make real. It, we'll just real. make adjustments later, just like the game of disc golf. We you real. make adjustments. We got that dog in us. <clears throat> anyway, how was your weekend disc golf wise? What, what did you do? What I thought you- I thought we talked about this just off mic. I didn't want to talk about it. Nate had a bad weekend in disc golf. Everybody. I've had a lot of bad weekends lately. <laughs> Nate's, Nate's going through a, a slight slump. You know, I have never been closer to quitting disc golf. Then pretty much since after GBO and the slump that I've been after GBO. What would you do if you didn't play disc golf? Play ball golf. There's always that. I didn't I didn't buy fourteen hundred dollars worth of clubs to, to not use. I don't them. know why we don't play more ball golf. I I play more ball golf than you. <laughs> what we need to do is just have there needs to be a happy medium. I have a happy medium. I don't. I do. I, I play I play ball golf probably like every other weekend now. I play disc golf every single weekend. I, I every single week. Yeah. I, I don't know how I'm still trashed. <laughs> I don't know if like playing doubles on Wednesday or anything will like change the way I feel about disc no. golf right now because even when I the couple weeks that I played doubles, you know, I played doubles the week of, of GBO because I took that day off. And then I had another day off and I played doubles and I played like shit. So, I don't know. Just right now, I've just been playing a lot like shit. <laughs> it's just... Uh, doubles is just for fun. I just go out there and throw, throw whatever I want to. Now, what really ruins, you know, kind of my past month or so, I'll say I've been in a, a putting slump, is playing so many rated rounds. And, like, for the league, for PGA League. I'm not a... It's either a make it or break it. Like, you... League could be really good for your rating or really bad. And this one's really bad. You're telling me. I I think I played bad enough in some that they're going to look and be like, okay, I know he shot 100 points under his rating, but fuck right on off. Yeah. That's how bad I played. And I I did not throw any of those rounds. Allegedly. That's how bad I was playing. So... So there's that. We, I had we had we had some fun just the other day though. Oh, with the boys, the, the scrubs. The so we need the, there needs to be more rounds of that. The, the not so pros with the the chumps. Yeah, we went out. Wait, I got some of my buddies together from college, some some uh, old college buddies, and they came out with us. A couple of them first time ever playing disc golf, and they came out with us and a couple of the. More established disc golfers around here. I tell you what, Matt Miller saved that team. Oh, hundred percent, Matt Miller saved that team. If it wasn't for him, Harp loses <laughs> all day, every day, yep. plus on Sunday. Hundred percent true. 
But no, but I, did, I did have a good time that yesterday. Was fun. Yeah, that was a good time. Even even though uh, I still couldn't putt to save my life, it was still more fun than any rated round we've done in the past couple I think months. The event was uh, medals, and I think I had more fun playing that little doubles round on the junior course than I would have had playing medals. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think so, too. And I mean, it's, it's not even so much a scoring aspect because we still kept score just because we're competitive and that's just what we do. But the speed was like not so, so nonchalant. Yeah. Just chilling. Yeah. It's like, yeah, no big deal. Like I was running. I was. I Okay. So when we play these rated rounds like or events. Right. You, I have a set disc that I'm already probably going to use on there. And I've used it constantly over and over. And it kind of gets repetitive. Like you're just going through the motions. Whereas uh, during this event we did, I, I was grabbing just like random things out of the bag and seeing if I could throw it. Like. On most holes, I'd be like, well, let's see if this one's going to be good. So I'd grab it and try it. And, it'd be, and it actually was a lot more fun to see that than it was to just do the same thing over and over and over. Especially when we moved to worst shot and it's like, okay. That was wild. That, that, was, that was fun because like forever, like the, the quote unquote, not so pros, <laughs> it, it gave us a chance to ace run just because we said that if you ace it, it does still count. You still count. You get the one and you move on. You don't have to play the worst shot. So that, that was fun. That was a good aspect of it. I, I did have a good time. And then uh, it's also helpful because, I mean, I've never been in half those spots before. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, we were playing a junior course. Yeah, and I've still never been. <laughs> but, I mean, you next time you line up in a spot, let's say, at Colwich or even on East or West, the new East or West course, you're like, ah, this resembles this shot that I played on that fucked up worst shot round. Or helpful for... Um, for uh, up shots. Oh, yeah. On other yeah. courses. This is a small course. Yeah. We didn't want to take them out to the big dogs. Sadly. Because that wouldn't have been fun for anybody. We would not have played worse shot. No. <laughs> no. We couldn't have. It would have taken us forever. <laughs> but I that, that I had a great time hanging out with everybody and chilling. Uh, other than that, I just go you know, weekend week was kind of just meh. I mean... I got out. I got out on Wednesday to play, just mainly because it was Mama's uh, birthday party. Birthday. So I I got out and played that, but I, we've been pretty busy moving around yep. and doing a bunch of other stuff that uh, I hadn't got a lot of chances to play or do much of anything. The weekend prior, I played that little event in Marion. I thought you said you didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to talk about it. We don't have. But to I, I I don't want to talk about how I played it, but I do want to talk about the course because the course does have some. A lot of elevation change that made the course fun to play. Uh, I mean, like the very first hole, it's only 240, I think it was. But it plays off a cliff. That's cool. It, it was. It's a fun shot. There's a lot of fun shots. And if you don't have touch, uh, you're fucked. What's that new course that's coming in that someone's Santa making? Fe? Santa Fe. Yeah, it's already, I think they're making adjustments to it. Just a few. That looks I don't know if it's fully open yet, but it is going to be pay to play. I think I saw somewhere it's like a three dollar green fee or something. Like it, that. Looks it looks, it looks freaking awesome. It looks tough, and for but all it looks the work, fun. and for the work they put in, you know, it looks great. Yeah, uh, I think we definitely need to get party card together and just go have a weekend at the for lake for sure. That'd be cool. Just camp at the lake, play fish, camp out, and then come back, drink beer, one beer, <laughs> two beer, three beer. Poor bear, butter bear, Mary. Margarita. margarita, shot of whiskey. What? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. That would be a lot of fun. Let's get into PDGA. Yeah, PDGA, the pros, the guys that are actually pros, Portland Open. You know, surprisingly for on a ball golf course and the the excessive amount of mandos they had on both courses. It was wild. It was wild. But I think those mandos really made the course play the way it was designed to be played. And honestly, I enjoyed watching the coverage. And I, I think it was very well designed. And that's why I think we got a little bit different of results than what we expected before because we were expecting big arm bombers to come into this course and play really well. I mean, they did play well. Adam Hammes is no slouch. I mean, he's not the but biggest that's, thrower. That's obviously not who we're talking about when we, we're talking about big arm bombers coming out to play. And I'm, I'm looking when, at when I'm, I'm looking at this top ten here, and there's not very there's not people I would say are short throwers. I would say the shortest throwers probably in the. In the top ten, Alden Harris. The only name up there that maybe I James Proctor maybe is a bomber is is Calvin Heinberg. Gossage, Gossage fucking bombs, dude. He bombs forehands. He doesn't know how to lay up a forehand, and, and that kind of comes into play, and you know, go into the playoffs because he shits the bed on a layup forehand. <laughs> Obviously, our picks were what I'm considering bombers, and that's what we picked. They, both they of shit them. the bed. And they shit the bed. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, your guy didn't shit the bed. He, you know, threw his arm off. Got injured. Uh, obviously, that that can tell you a little recap of what happened to me that weekend. I lost all interest in this tournament because the one guy that I actually wanted to do good and the guy I was going for this year hurt himself again, which we talked about this last week. The pa- Yeah, past week. I had not seen anything about the exact diagnosis or what's going on a potential return i have not seen anything on on the twitters from him from pdga from Discmania, anything i have not seen anything about eagle i have not either i haven't even looked it up i've been too sad <laughs> <laughs> someone's got to be sad for him but to the portland open mpo adam hammes and aaron gossage they go to a playoff adam hammes ends up taking it down af- after the first hole Gossage then finished the second. Corey Ellis rounds up the podium at third. Very tight race amongst the top, basically, uh, six spots. Uh, I would not say Adam Hammes won this tournament. I would say Gossage definitely found a way to lose. I agree with that. I think Gossage got a terrible break on 16. He hits dead center pole, and it spits out. If that... Does not get that bounce out, basically, is what it was. He wins. Yes. Granted, on 18, he shit the bed on a terrible upshot, laid up way too short, and ends up bogeying and giving up his lead. Adam Hammes did have to make a very solid putt. After shitting the bed on his upshot, going OB, Adam Hammes seemed to get a lot of breaks late and just... I mean, he capitalized. He he didn't fuck up after his breaks in the playoff hole. He fucks up. Let's gets an early release. The trees catch him, stop him from going barely out of bounds, and catches a break. Gets up and down for his birdie. Uh, I I think Gossage is a better player than Adam Hammes, hands down. I I, think I do Ad, too. I, I agree think, with that hundred percent. I think Adam Hammes is extremely consistent. I think he's a good player. 
I think I think Gossage just uh, found a way to lose. The better the two disc golfers didn't win this one. I would agree. Like I said, I I don't think Adam Hammes won. I think Gossage just caught some bad breaks and just didn't win the way he was supposed to. In my opinion. And the players that were supposed to be doing well in this tournament didn't. Pretty much. I mean, up until the last round, I believe for UDISC, uh, the UDISC top 10, not one of them were in the top 10 going into the last round. Yeah. I think they, they had a very good last round that put them in the top 10. Don't quote me on that, but I do believe that is basically what had happened. Uh, in the FPO, surprisingly, but also not surprised, I completely not surprised that Tatar won. But I am still surprised to see Sayonata still playing as well as she has been. Finishing second, just a couple strokes behind Tatar, I believe two or three. And then we have Owen Scoggins and Juliana Corver tying for third. Paige Pierce, I believe, is fifth or sixth, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Fifth. Uh, Missy Gannon's still in fifth. Missy Gannon, you know, still staying on her hot streak, playing very consistent this year. Uh, it'll be interesting if she can, Missy Gannon, can put together a full tournament and win. She... Find yourself up there and competing, but never really on lead card, never really pushing for a win. I don't I don't know. I think personally, for me, I don't think she's good enough to compete for a win. I think if she's going to win, she's going to have to play her absolute best disc golf and get some help. Probably. I wouldn't disagree with that. I, I would say that about 99.9% of the FPL field. That is true. I mean, they got to get help from Tatar. Tatar has to be off for anyone to beat her, it seems like. Yeah, She's first of, that good. First of all, Tatar has to be off. And then second of all, you have to be having a good tournament. Right. You had to play clean. And I think Anada is there. So, And I'm going to go on record and say that she is officially a threat. She's lately have been playing very consistently, playing very well. And if Tatar makes a couple mistakes, Anada was right there with her this Maybe. weekend, this past weekend. Owen Scoggins, I think if she's making her putts, she's extremely dangerous all around the green. 60 feet and in, she's running. I don't think I've ever seen her lay up. Paige Pierce, if she's in it, still very comp- I, a very good competitor, but... You know, she's she's either there or she's not. This is the first time she's been, like, in the top ten, but not really threatening for a win. That's, the, see, uh, something else must be going on over there. Because even when she was winning all of her tournaments, like, this is such a downgrade from, okay, so when she was winning all the tournaments, right? Oh, please like say something. years ago. She was winning them minus 20 and stuff like that before. Yeah, but how how what was her like win differential? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. It that was really. Cl- I can tell you it was really close because I looked at it. But what I'm going to say to you is that now she's off the pace by around twelve strokes to Tatar, but she's off the pace of her old scoring by like seven strokes. So what? But I, the the courses have changed so much. I mean, even you know. Just last year, so many of these courses and so many of these new added events are just completely different, let alone from a couple years ago. When was the last time she won Worlds? Three years ago? Two years ago? 
uh, whenever Paul won his fifth. It was the same year, fifth and fifth. No fucking shit. <laughs> I know that one. What year was that? 2021. I think it was 2021 or 2020. It was, they, it was the one right... It was one right after COVID, I'm pretty sure. But, I mean, courses in the tournaments have changed completely since then. So, I'm, I'm not surprised so to see So, what you're struggle. saying is... I want is that they have made these tournaments specifically for Tatar, for Tatar, and against Paige Pierce. Well, I mean, Tatar is still playing the exact same new courses. So, I mean, like I've said before, Tatar is just a better disc golfer. What, what more do you want me to say? I don't. I, now, I think, now, I wouldn't be surprised think, uh, if Paige Pierce, if these courses and tournaments remain the same next year. I wouldn't be surprised if Paige Pierce makes adjustments and plays better next year yeah. at all. I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if that happens. Uh, I think just right now, the drive isn't there. Oh, my God. This is the same thing that she said last year. That's what I'm saying. I don't think the drive's there. I think well, good. If, the, if the drive's not there, just get know, off the tour. You know when you're a, a fighter and you've won your belts and you've won all these things and all this? And you just, and then eventually they just lose, and they can never get the belt back again. That might be what's happening right now to Paige. Dude, I haven't had the drive to play disc golf since GBO. Yeah. And I tell everyone every week when I leave, I'm not coming back. And what the fuck do I do to myself every Friday afternoon? I'm not I fucking saying, torture but myself. But she's showing up too. I'm just saying maybe the she, drive's not. Yeah, but there. she doesn't show up all the time. She doesn't show up to the Silver Series. She doesn't show up to every Elite Series. No one wants to go to the Silver Series. Well, maybe if she did, you know, she'd probably like, you know, pull a fucking foot out of her ass and play some disc golf. Paul's doing the same thing. That's true. But I think Paul's good enough to still contend. He just hasn't, which I'm glad you brought up Paul because uh, your boy's over in Europe and his first tournament in Europe, the Estonia Open, was his absolute worst finish of the year. Finished 31st. Had a bad weekend. And I did have that in my notes. I mean, maybe it was a bad weekend, and I've said it before. Maybe he's washed. But currently going on, he's playing in the European Tour Pro Fosters Tournament. Uh, He is leading by five strokes after round two. So maybe, just maybe. Are you saying he's back? uh, Stop. I'm not saying he's back. He's beating a bunch of fucking scrubs comparative to the Pro Tour. He was the highest rated player in the Estonia Open by quite a bit. And for him to finish 31st, he should be fucking embarrassed. He should have DNF'd. It would have been better. He had, he had a bad second round. And for then, sure. And then now he's playing better, I think, on an easier course, though. Still cash money. <laughs> That's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> How many players total were there? 120. Oh. So, I mean, he's he still finished top 25%, right around 25%. Yeah. Yes, he did. That's why he got money. But it is terrible. I mean, yeah. That's definitely not a, not a good finish for him, not a good I'm outing. sure he wasn't happy. Which is maybe why he's winning this tournament. The drive. Well, he needs to bring that back to the Pro Tour because, honestly, as much as shit as I've given Paul on this podcast for being washed, I don't like watching Joe Mez coverage without Paul Macbeth from yeah. time to time, damn it. Yeah, because it's not as fun. Because there's never that, 
I want to say that. That kill factor. See, here's he, the he, thing. He brings a certain kind of aurora to the, the card and that we get to watch. Like, when we're watching, well, when I'm watching. A Paul, like, McCar- a Paul Macbeth card is always special. It is. I want to say always special. Always special. But, like, when you're watching it on Jomez, even though it's post-round coverage, the emotion that Paul has on some of his shots, whether it's good or bad, makes it feel like it's live. Yeah. Well, Calvin, good player, fun to watch. Very emotionalist. Stone face. Yeah. Not very fun. Not very uh, you know, personable. Ricky eh, Ricky's, can sometimes be yeah, very emotional. I, I kind Ricky's of, more strong. But the way you're talking means you probably like watching Nico cards. No, no, no. He's just a complete asshat. He just piss and moan. No, fuck him. Fuck Nico. Or eagle cards. No, I just like watching Eagle because he throws sh- shit that no one else throws. No one else would take that line except for him and goes up and over. Same thing about Simon. But Simon's personable and launches a disc a whole fucking quarter mile away. The, the thing that the, the allure of Paul is that it doesn't matter if he's ahead by uh, 10 strokes or if he's behind by 10 strokes. If he's within, if you mess up, he smells blood in the water. Like he's on it. Oh, don't don't say that because I haven't seen that at all this year. Oh, it's coming. I hope it does. It because it. He's over there in Europe. It'd be just, good for disc golf. He's over there in Europe. Just he's playing a bunch of scrubs. Just he's 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 he he's what he's doing right now is you know those games that you do like little fluffer games before before the season every year. Where you yeah, play like tune-up games, yeah. Games. Where you play Division Two teams. He, he was having a bad season, or whatever, and so yeah, you're supposed to start with the fluffers. Okay, so he was like, ah, I'm kind of having a bad season. Let me let me bring let me go get some, some confidence. Let me go get some confidence right in time for all the big money tournaments that I'm about to go win. Yeah, how, I wonder how much his confidence got shook when he took 31st against a bunch of fucking scrubs. I bet you it opened up his head and he was like, okay, I got to get like, get to fucking work. Like, here's how good pro tour players are. Paul Mc, talking about what's going on currently, the pro foster tournament in on the European tour. Paul McBeth's leading at 19 down. Jakob, uh, overseas player who has been in the States, played the Portland Open, had the jet lag, playing in this tournament. Right behind, I'm not gonna say right behind Paul, but behind Paul in second by five strokes at 14 down. Scott Stokely, another American who made the trip, 11 down. So three guys in the top four, you know, two of them are American, but three of them play on the Pro Tour. That's the difference, and that's where it should be. But last weekend, Paul's over here lollygagging, somehow finished 31st. Dumb in his ass. Sometimes shit happens. You can't shit can't happen when you're the goat. Okay. Hey man, even even the 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 goats on goats had some bad seasons. Like who? Tom Brady had bad seasons. F- shut the fuck up. And we know Peyton's had bad seasons. <laughs> so is Michael. Nah. Okay, well that makes sense. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rebuttal that. Jeter had bad seasons. Jeter never had bad seasons. 
How, sure he did. He's a biracial angel. How dare you? I'm sure he had bad seasons. No. Nah. Jeter never had bad seasons. A-Rod had bad seasons, but Jeter, no. Nah. There's a reason why they call him getting jeetered. Getting yeetered. So, anyway, I'm just under the impression that Paul is working through some of his similar, probably similar to what we're probably going through, which is yips. Or, or, oh, I or, don't, I don't have the or yips. Or disc golf blues. I like that, the disc golf blues. I don't have yips. I got the blues because your boy can't do jack dick for shit. Can't hit a tee shot. Can't hit a putt. Can't even throw up shots. The bread and butter is no longer bread and butter. Yeah. It's like That's what I'm thinking like Paul's grease. going through. I'm telling you, I bet Paul's thinking the same thing. Well, then he just need to take some time off. Like, completely off. Not go over to Europe and still get his shit kicked in. Or now, currently, pushing people's shit in. Nah, I still want to see him. I did watch the course, the first round. This morning when I woke up at 4 a.m. Uh-huh. Leg's pretty fun, but they're playing over there. Maybe he just wanted to have fun. Some of these courses here back in the States that they play on the Pro Tour aren't fun. How would you know? You never played them. I just I just look at them. And You've never played you I'm just saying this. You've never played a Pro Tour course. I have. I I have <laughs> played I have played that exact same course. It's not the exact same course. And we were when we were drinking that day. And it's not the exact same course. Whole what is different from the time that we played? Doesn't matter. Like half the back nine is completely different. Doesn't matter. And we didn't even play the back nine. All I'm saying is, is there's still a chance for Paul in the rest of this season. There's. I'm a I'm a Paul fan. I do like Paul, but I'm also a realist. There is always a chance for Paul. There's always a chance for There's Paul. always a chance, just like there's always a chance for Ricky. If Eagle does not play up until Worlds, there's a chance for Eagle. That's how fucking good Eagle can be. Since you brought up Eagle again, I did have an update on this. Eagle posted. Lay it on me, my boy. Eagle posted on his Instagram that uh, he's going to go see specialists, has an appointment with his uh, orthopedic doctor, but he's been through this similar injury multiple times now and he said it's going to be about two to three weeks before he's getting back to playing ah so he but he said he said he's not gonna this is in my own words he's not gonna rush back at all and he's gonna come say he's gonna come back stronger there so i'm probably if he says two to three weeks i'm gonna go the full three and i'm probably gonna say it's more gonna be around four yeah probably more like a full month month and a half that's what i'm thinking yeah i would not yeah i wouldn't doubt that that sucks. That's that's some big tournaments right there that he's going to be missing out on. But at least he won't end. At least he, it's not ending his season. Yeah, so like, far what, as like we basically know. like what had happened last year. Yeah. So we're recording this on Saturday. Typically, we record on Friday. Unfortunately, we had some uh, scheduling conflicts and being wicked fucking busy. So. We are not really going to spend a lot of time. Actually, we're not going to spend any time on the tournaments going on right now in the Zoo Town Open. It's just a Silver Series. It's a, not a big deal. I mean, it is a big deal. We've talked about every other Silver Series. It's just this one kind of came up and got us as we got behind in our personal lives and some other things that were going on. Moving, moving the studio, new equipment, yada, yada, yada. You guys don't care. I don't care. Uh so we're just going to go ahead and skip on 
to DDO because uh, it's an elite series. It's the next elite series on the Pro Tour, all three rounds at the Country Club, which your boy right here played, and it was fucking awful. It was not very enjoyable. Actually, I had a great time playing, other than the last three holes that just ate my ass all three rounds. So, with your knowledge now of that course. Oh, yeah. I I do don't you- know if they've changed anything particularly. I, I should have went through the, the caddy book. But from what I understand, it's pretty much going to be the pretty much the same course that I played in GBO. Which for them doesn't change a whole lot. Hole one's basically the same. Hole two will be the same for them. Hole three will be the same. Hole four, I don't know if they're playing that back stupid pin location that they played last year, which was fucking stupid. That was... <laughs> That might have been the worst hole in all of Kansas. To call that hole a par three on that course last year was so fucking stupid. It was idiotic. Eric McCabe, that should that one should have stayed in the vault and never saw daylight for even being thought of. Digging real deep there. That hole was that's how bad that hole was. And we have bad holes here on clap that still didn't get changed. Yeah. Uh, I I just here's what I'm looking looking for. The win. I know I know the course is hard, but what's really gonna be hard is twenty mile an hour winds in Kansas. Oh yeah, it was. I'm trying to think. DDO last year was in May or April. I don't remember. And they had some weather and some rains. 30-mile-an-hour winds. But it was nice and cool. Now they're playing in fucking June when it's fucking hot and windy. Basically, you went from just cool and windy and rain to a fucking blow dryer in your face for three rounds. Okay, so so for example, today it is nice outside. Pretty calm, maybe a little bit of wind. Yeah. Tomorrow it's scheduled to be... 18 mile an hour winds. Which so for, at any point in time during this tournament, it can go from calm to shitty tornado at any point in time. Like that that's what these players are expected it, to And it's crazy, like through. we we play in Kansas. So for us, you know, up to twenty mile an hour winds is still kind of playable. Sucks, it, it it sucks, but it's still playable. But you hear, you know, on coverage. Oh, the winds are really kicking up right now. And it, the the flag is barely waving. I'm like, what's that, like 15, 10 mile an hour? That, 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 that's, 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 that. that's still casual. I can still go play casual on that. Oh, yeah, easily. My, my casual round cutoff is about 20 miles an hour. If it's over 20 miles an hour, I don't want to play a casual round. That just sounds awful. It sounds not fun. Why punish yourself? Yeah, unless we're going to play like a short pitch and putt course. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not playing. You just aren't really flying like they're supposed to anyway. Yeah. It's not really. I mean, it's good so practice for putting, but yeah. That's something to look at this week in GBO. Or oh, oh, I, said, I said GBO. DDO. It's because they changed the name to something stupid. stupid. Yeah. But, you know, I can still say I played. We played GBO. Yes, we played GBO. But, uh, but, uh, the one thing I have to say currently, assuming that the course didn't really change between GBO and DDO at Country Club, is that the OB is sneaky tight. 
just when you think that, like, oh, yeah, I threw a perfect shot, I'm great, you walk up to your disc and you're just a dick length out of bounds. That happens so many times to me. That happens so many times to all of our guys that played at Country Club. We thought we threw a good a good shot, and it's like, if you were close to OB, you were OB. Unless you're in the middle of the fairway, you were probably OB, it seemed like. Yeah, they're, they're sneaky up there with those... Uh... OB lines and important. Oh, yeah. They they bring them in as tight as they can. Because even you, the courses I was playing were super tight. Yeah. But a lot of, a lot of your courses were kind of like man-made OBs. Like, that, that's just where they drew the line at. Yeah. For the fairways. 100%. Ours were still, like, off the water. And then, like, yeah, you know what? Instead of putting it, like, a foot off the water, we're going to bring it up about 12 feet off the water. Just yeah, for I no saw, fucking reason. Yeah, I saw those on a couple of those shots, and I thought that was crazy. Yeah. No, not very fun. But if it's dry... It should be playable. I still think that it should be Memorial Day rules. Play it where it lies. You get in there, you find your disc in the order, you throw from the order. They do that kind of in the PGA. Yeah. If, yeah. If they're in the hazard area and they can still get in there and hit it, sure. Yeah. That's that's what I think it should be. It'd be great for spectators. It'd be great for the game. Fun. Other than that, I mean... DDO is still going to play the same way yeah. at Country Club. If you throw far and you hit the fairway, you're going to have a good chance to win. Far, consistent, and... In the fairway. Not OB. Not OB. If you're not going OB, you're going to do pretty good at Country Club. I, w- I would say... At any that, level. I would say course. this tournament is going to take shorter arm guys out of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you... Especially on the Pro Tour level... Yeah, if, if you're not throwing 450, 400, I would say, mail it in, don't would, show up. I would say you need to be one of the guys that are throwing five. Nah, that, there's only a couple of holes where throwing 500 actually would make up a stroke, and that's on some of the longer par fives. Like hole one, if you could throw 550 off the tee and get halfway up on the top of the hill, yeah, you can go for eagle on that basically 1,200-foot hole. Anyways, moving on. We're going to go ahead and do our pickums now for DDO. That way they're done that, and we don't have to uh, not watch the first round. But, well, the first round is going to be Friday. But to recap what had happened, Garrett Gerthy did finish the tournament. Unfortunately for Cody, Eagle had a DNF. We talked gave, about it. Gave him the option to, you know, go, you know, basically. He could, he could pick somebody. I would not get two points. He goes with Nova 5-ish. Still doesn't beat Garrett Gerthy. So that's back-to-back weeks where your boy picks up two points each week. And now your boy, for the good guys, have a two-point lead, 6-4, to four, going into DDO. I do not have Garrett Gerthy or James Conrad. Cody does not have Isaac Robinson or Eagle available. Yep. Uh, uh, at one point in time, it was one and zero, and then at another point in time, it was four, four to one, <laughs> and now it is six to four. This they, is a, they come in spurts. This is a spurty, a spurty pick'em. But uh, I, I'm going to try to bring one home this week. All right, Colin Harrison, your tails. It is tails. Pick your pick your card first. That's that's not how this goes. Okay. <laughs> I already shuffled Wait, them. We we could do that. Like you could decide. Nah, let me you pick your card pick or make. Okay. I'll pick it now. Oh, he's not going with the top card. What I got? What'd you Five. get? Five. Okay, right in the middle of the pack. I'm I'm gonna go with my trusty third card off the top. Fuck. 
Got the seven again. Hot God's ass. <laughs> so I get a pick first with the seven. Show the list. Show the list. Bring up the list. Calvin Heiberg still using U-Disc. We're using the U-Disc top 10 power rankings after the Estonia Open and Portland Open. So this is not taking into account the Zoo Town because we're pretty much given that. But Calvin, Ricky, Eagle, which is going to be inactive. Gannon Burr, Simon Lazard at five. Isaac Robinson, Paul McBeth, which is inactive. Fuck. Chris Dickerson at eight. Kyle Klein at nine and AB at 10. I got seven, so I do not have Paul McBeth in said prior. I do have Chris Dickerson, Kyle Klein, and Barella all available. Cody will have. Ooh, Cody's got some good ones. Not really. Uh, you got Calvin available, and I suggest you fucking go there. Because you need points. I don't have Calvin available. You do. You got the. Oh, no, you don't. <laughs> What are you talking yeah, about? I was going the wrong I way. I have all the top, the top five are out for me. Yeah. So no one's scoring two points here unless they win. Oh, man. Where do, oh, I'm on the wrong roster here. I was not prepared. So I need someone that sends it accurately down the fairway. Yeah. And someone that throws far. <sighs> I'm going with the guy that I didn't take last week that should have won last week because he played Paul. No. He played Paul at this course in Worlds, took him to a playoff, end up shitting the bed. I'm going with Aaron Gossage. Interesting. That's a very interesting pick. Can you go back to the list of uh, top five? Top, top five. Ten? So you cannot go with Calvin, Ricky, Eagle, Gannon, Simon. I'll take Chris Dickerson. That is a good pick. Yeah. I kind of wanted to go there, but the fact that he hasn't played in a few weeks on this level, I do not think he's ready for it. He nope. He's played. He's played. Listen, he may not win this tournament. I don't, I'm not thinking he's going to win it. But, but you think past, he's going to beat Gossage in the past few uh, few years that they've played this? And I know it wasn't this tournament. It wasn't the same course. Two years ago, but he's usually up in at least the top fifteen. Yeah, if, if so it I, gives me a chance. I don't see anyone else besides the people in the top five. Like I want, I obviously wanted to go Ricky. I think Ricky right. has a very high chance of winning this tournament if he can stay healthy and still throw far. Absolutely, I, I, th- I think Gannon Burr's got a good chance of winning because I think Gannon Burr also has a good chance, far and accurate. Obviously, Calvin. Always has a chance to win. Always. Especially when it's like far and consistent, like you said. Uh, so out of all the people, I'm sitting there looking, 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 and Dickerson just, I was like, Dickerson has a chance. And he's been up there before, so I just went with him. Sometimes you just have to send it. And I, and uh, it's the first time I've ever picked Dickerson to win or to try to. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I know I picked Maybe him. Maybe I picked him and I got points from him. I don't know. I no, because I, I picked it for Music City Open. I, don't, I think you're the one that picked him. Because yeah. I usually am not the biggest of Chris Dickerson fans. Why don't you like Chris Dickerson? I did nothing against him. I just haven't, you know, I'm not my favorite 
He's an awesome guy. Not he, my favorite he, disc golfer. He, he throws pretty good. I don't, I'm not saying he didn't throw pretty good. What are you looking at over there? I'm just, uh, just for fun, I was pulling up the Zoo Town Open scores. Oh, yeah? And, uh... How's it going for... My 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 suspicions were correct. Kevin Jones did kind of shit the bed in the second round. Evan Scott is leading at twenty three. Clay Edwards don't know him. I don't and know the, who either of those. I don't, are. I I have heard the name Evan Scott, but I cannot recall. And then there's A B in third, and then Ty Love wraps out the top four. Three of those guys I'm not completely familiar with. Three of those guys I'm I'm not at all familiar with. Then there's James Conrad, obviously. Dalen Blankard, never heard of him. Jake Mon, never this heard of him. Just a smaller. Then there's Nico. Okay. Colton Montgomery, yeah. Rob, Ezra Robertson, Kevin Jones, Gannon Burr, and then a bunch of scrubs that I don't really quite know. Interesting. It's a good thing that we skipped this because uh, I don't think I would have went with any of these players. No. Mostly because I didn't have James Conrad available. Yeah. Was AB still not available to me? AB was available. So there was a, there was a chance that maybe I would have gone AB, but I, who knows? Yeah, I'm not quite familiar with the course. Anyways, as always, the last thing that we like to talk about on the Disc Golf Podcast is our discussion topic of the week and something that kind of came up yesterday. How do you... Kind of came up... Uh, throughout the week, or a past event happened this what? past uh, this past weekend. Okay, elaborate. Well, we confused. What do you think we're talking about? I thought we were talking about the dealing with douche canoes on your yeah. on, on your car. So yeah, you 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 weren't aware of the situation that happened last weekend. Last weekend. Okay, without revealing any names, last weekend. There at a, at a tournament locally, there was a oh, skirmish okay. between yeah. two players. Okay, and I don't know the story. I don't know either side. I just know there was a skirmish, and uh, they they got into some sort of physical altercation. altercation and I, I'm not taking sides on anybody here, but oh, I know who said I'm taking. Basically. We want to we want to talk about how you deal with someone that's either annoying you, or what's the right processes so that stuff like this doesn't happen, or what 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 process can we take to mitigate this from happening? You know what I mean? So basically, basically, basically what we're we're trying to say is is if Nikola Castro is on your card, oh, I'm what are you a doing? Foot in his ass. <laughs> I'm calling him courtesy violation whole fucking one. No, but in all seriousness, uh, last year I did play a tournament in which I had to play with an individual that I had played with several times before and not a big tournament setting and not a very fun player to play with. I was already hurt. I was already sore. I should not have been playing the last round. And we were all out of the cash, all off the line. And before we teed off with my with all the card mates, I, I straight told them, I was like, hey, in front of everyone, I'm not tolerating your your shit today. One one hiccup, one outburst, I'm calling you on a courtesy violation right now. 
this is your warning before we tee off. So if you know a player's like that, if you're already in the mindset that a player is going to potentially rub you the wrong way, if you can do it professionally, I did not do it as professionally as I should have. I was pretty intoxicated before the round started <laughs> because your boy had to loosen up because I was, like I said, I was sore. I was hurting. And uh, if you can do it professionally before the round on a player that you already know, like everyone knows Nico's a slow player. If someone would pull him or even right before the round starts, like, hey, we're going to watch your time. You know, let, let's keep this light. Let's keep it fun. But let's let's do it by the book. Yeah. I think Nico would have not had the same issue that happened in the European Open last year because no one's called him on it. And I think this year he's he's done significantly better from what I've seen on coverage. Now, off coverage, he might be doing his same bullshit. I don't fucking know. What you're saying is communication is very key. You have to, you have to make sure they realize that... It's going to be enforced. It's going to, th- this is going to happen. Now, in a physical altercation that had happened, oh boy. Yes. Oh boy. Y- your boy's getting kicked out of a tournament. Now, how our local entity and local club handled it, I think was extremely professional. I think it was a, the right move on their part. Uh, they and- kept everybody anonymous. First of all, yeah, they kept him anonymous. I mean, but we knew pretty, but, pretty much anyone that knows knows. And uh, they didn't. They all they, but they kept the punishment uh, anonymous too. Or like they didn't say what it was, but they t- said it was taken care of. Well, that's the part I don't agree with. I think it needs to be known what had happened and what the punishment is because. When you can see what the punishment is, what the consequences is of someone else's actions, that's going to make you think twice. Now, I don't think there's very many players that are going to be in this in a physical altercation. I've never seen it before. I'm glad I didn't play this tournament. I'm glad that I was not there because that that action probably would have read me the wrong way, and it would have been it would have been interesting on. On how I would react, would react, especially if I was playing bad or I was playing good. It probably would have been just as bad if I was playing good. So I'm like, dude, don't don't throw off my mojo just because you're playing bad. Okay. So, but like we're saying, you have to, well, you have to be very vocal. Like, you, you can't just be keeping it in, like, the entire round and all of a sudden just blow up on somebody. You got to be telling, hey, man, don't be doing that. Yeah. So, so one one thing right off the bat is get vocal. Tell the person, like not not raise your voice, not like go, not yell and scream at someone. But hey, go up like, hey, <laughs> stop doing that, or there will be consequences. I mean that that's why there's a rule book. That's why there's courtesy violations. That's why there there's warnings. Yada yada yada. Now, if it's gone past that, we're already past that, right? Like you've you've done the start of the round thing. I'm talking about like during a round. Make sure they know that, hey, that's not going to be accepted. And then, now it's gone past that, right? You you now have to call someone on it. Now they get in your face. I wish a motherfucker would. Do not act like what Nate just was about to say. And that's, he's, don't get, 
into a fight with somebody. Oh, I wouldn't have punched somebody, but I'd get right up at his fucking shit. So what you what I would suggest doing? I'm is I'm talking about is, if something is escalated that to that, there should be immediate calls to the TD. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm sure stoppage of play. You should definitely stop, and then the TD should have to come and work it out. That that's I'm saying like take card mate or card mates. Something should happen. But it's it's hard to stop play like that, and like unless there's a physical altercation. There what there? I'm saying like he's up in someone's face. Some sometimes you got to play on. They in that PG event, PGA event, they kicked Nico out, right? Yeah, he well, yeah, he he was forced to resign from the tournament. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, there should have been TVs called and stuff should have happened. But it was also mostly because he went off on an official and not a player. But they would have kicked him out if he went off on a player too. Potentially, yeah. So, long story short, I'm saying you get you get officials involved as fast as possible. Well, like long story short, don't fuck around and find out. Especially if you're not if you're a pro you're looking at this completely if you're if you're not if you're not a pro, don't fuck around and find out. If you're playing as an amateur and you want to take it that seriously that you're going to get all pissy and take it out on someone else. If you want to be butthurt at yourself, be butthurt at yourself cuz you're playing like shit. That's fine. Don't make it Worse for everybody else that you're playing. I with. agree with you on that. Don't I'm be saying, that guy. I'm. Don't be that guy. I'm just. Yeah. I'm saying. What do you do when that guy is on your card? Tell him to get fucked. Yeah. I mean, but, as, okay. as long as as long as he's not doing anything really to me. And, no, I get that. And he's still in the rules. There's nothing you can do. You just you know. I'm saying, what would you do if you're in this similar situation? I mean, I've I've played with asshats before where they weren't doing anything wrong. They were just being real negative about themselves, and yeah, it kind of brought down the mood of the card. So I just stuck to the other pre pull on my card. I'm like, yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, this is like, guy. He's over there cursing himself. Like, he's not doing anything wrong. Let him be by yeah, himself. Yeah, let him be by himself. I'm but- I'm kind of curious about what caused a courtesy violation. I I know I heard something about hitting a foreign object. With your or like slapping it or punching it or something, and oh yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, I don't. Is that is that written in the rules that like things like that you cannot do? Technically, if it's attached to the course, it's part of the course. It's damage to the course, technically. Okay. Uh, and that's violent outburst. That's unprofessional conduct. That is a courtesy violation. Yeah, you've seen, but you've seen the pros every once in a while. They know. That, it all depends on how much it's going on, too. I've never seen, I've never seen a pro go full Kelvin Burgett on a fucking handicap sign. I've seen, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've seen uh, Eagle break his hand on on a on a disc on the ground. Oh yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And no like, one said a word to him about that. Yeah, that's because it's not a reoccurring instance. No. So uh, there's probably some other things that. Communication is key in in any form of the matter. Before the round, you know if you know already it's gonna be a problem. Tell them don't be an asshat. Yeah, be great. During the round, if it's happening, make sure they know 
turn around, hey, you got to stop doing that. We're going to call you on it. Yeah. I mean, then, especially, if it, especially if it's affecting you or the other card. And it's... then if he he or she is oh, going to. Yeah. Is going they to them. then be mad at you and get in your face. That's on after them. After you made the call and after you told them all these things. That's on them. And then you need to you communicate get, yeah, with the TD, the TD yeah. or officials and basically get that nixed. Yeah. Get, get that either the person removed from the tournament or have them follow the card. Either, for the rest of the round. Either way, none of that has a place in disc golf. In no, not at all. I mean, like, I've been pissed off to the point of almost seeing red in disc golf, and I've never punched somebody or touched or, another or player. gone up in someone else's face and yelled and screamed or touched them or done anything like that. Yeah. Like, like if, if it gets that bad to where I want to do that, that's usually where you just see me just pack out my that shit. That should be a time leave. to go. Yeah. At that point, it's no fun for for you or for anybody else, and you just need to pack up and go. Granted, allegedly, the players still finished pretty good in the tournament. I have I have no idea. I, I believe I looked at the results, and I wouldn't be mad about the finish. Look, <laughs> I, like I said, I, I'm not even talking about we're, – we're talking about a general experience, but also, yes, that did happen this past weekend. I don't really care about the score or anything, but just the actions itself. Honestly, I'm surprised they didn't DNF him. Yeah. Uh, honestly, whatever the consequences and like were, I, like we said, I don't though, think they were severe enough. Like we said, that we weren't there. Right. I have no idea what went happened. Wish I was. But if, but if, if I knew that, that shit from, was going to happen, I would have been a good spectator. I'm like, yeah, WWF. But what? But from just a little bit, I know. Is that there was a face-to-face, close arguing match, or yelling match? So that that shouldn't happen. That just shouldn't happen in any professional sport, to be honest. Whoa, 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 whoa! No, in football, you gotta get up in people's fucking face. Fuck around. Yeah, yeah. Basketball, yeah, get up in from that a shit. guy that you got into fights during football games. That's why. Yeah, that's why you think it has a part in the game. Even it though it, it does. It does have a part of the game. It's called animosity. It's called playing defense. Have that Getting killer kicked instinct. Kicked out of a game is is good for the game. It's called the strategic decision. That's why GMs get kicked out of games in in baseball. They don't punch someone in the. They poke t- rat umpires in the chest. At no point and in kick time, dirt all over at their no shoes. No point in time is it strategical to lose your cool and punch somebody. Wrong. That's the exact opposite of a, strate- a strategical thing. Got to rally the boys. You, I. <laughs> okay, listen. I know for a damn fact. At no point in time do people that punch people in the middle of games. Their first thought is, "I'm gonna, I'm about to rally the boys." No, their first thought is, "I'm about this to- dude. I'm, I'm tired of him. I'm punching him." That's, That's the right. First thought. Yeah. I'm- but not disagree That's with that. That's not strategy. That's just and sometimes it rallies the boys. Cause causation doesn't equal whatever the other part of that is saying. Correlation, correlation does doesn't not prove causation. causation. <laughs> the correlation between I rallied the boys because I punched someone doesn't mean <laughs> you thought of that and strategically beforehand. Hey, potato tomato is all the same. It's just, 
Oh, and your your thing of GMs get kicked out of baseball games. And stuff. They're not punching refs in the face to get thrown out of baseball games. Yeah, but they're like poking them in the chest and kicking dirt on the shoes. Half draw, the time, drawing half lines the time in the dirt. for sure, they're not even having a real argument. He's probably just saying, hey, how did you like that coffee today? Kick me out of this game because poking them. Because it's strategic. That's